This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're celebrating National Equipment Managers Week by chatting with Bobcat Equipment Managers Dave Heffel and Nicole Clark. Senior men's track and field sprinter Miles Nabrit joins the show to discuss the Bates Votes Initiative and the cross-country teams hosted their 49th annual alumni meet, but in a virtual setting. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The cross-country teams won't let a pandemic stop their annual alumni meet. They're just holding it virtually this year. Alumni throughout the country are encouraged to submit their 5K times to head coaches Al Farishidian and Jay Hartshorn, along with a picture for the Bobcats to post on their Instagram. The results are pouring in. Happy to have Jay Hartshorn and Al Farishidian with us here on the Bobcast as the alumni meet this year for the cross-country programs. A little different than in years past. Uh, Jay, give me an idea of maybe how it came together from your perspective. I can't remember if it was Al's idea, Stephanie's idea, sort of an idea that we all kind of had at the same time, because during COVID, obviously, the virtual race has been kind of a popular thing. And then Al can speak to this more, but this was a really important year for us to continue this tradition because it was our 49th year of having the race. And so we really want to be able to celebrate 50 next year. So that's a big part of it. Um, But so far, I've been really, really happy with our participation and and how it's worked out. Yeah, Al, because this is kind of over the course of a week, right? It's not just one day. Yes, uh, we've set it up so that uh, all of our alums can get involved, you know, wherever they are. They, you know, uh, we always have a great turnout at the alumni meet, but it's, it's still a challenge for a lot of people to travel to Maine particularly generally on Labor Day weekend when we normally have it. So so the ability for them to be able to participate, most of them want to participate, but to be able to participate on their own and do it from wherever they're at. We got people, you know, sending in information from all over the world. So it's it's it's, it's gonna be kind of fun to, you know, put it all together and, and just uh and and really show probably particularly the new uh, athletes, the first year athletes, how important this program is to, you know, to um, you know, to our alumni base and, and, and uh, how, how, how much they valued their, their time when they were athletes here. And uh, I think, you know, particularly with this year being so unique and so different, I think that's going to be a huge asset. And Jay touched on that history. Well, how about that history from your perspective? I mean, the 49th uh, annual, that's, that's pretty impressive. I've kind of looked at it, did a little research quite a few years ago and, you know, alumni meets have become popular around the country, but I, I'll tell you, nobody's been doing it as long as we have, uh, you know, to be, you know, approaching 50 years right now, 49, going on 50, um, you know, there's, it, it just, again, it shows to the tradition of this program. It shows the forward thinking that uh, Walt Slavinsky had when he was the coach here to start to network with those alums and get them involved and, you know, and keep things going. So it's been a huge part of our experience. We kick off the year with it every year and it's, 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 it's remarkable. Um, you know, the, uh, the impact that the event has had. And then Jay, um, I, you know, the Instagram for the cross country and track and field program. I mean, it's been very active, obviously, you know, with all the results coming in, what's that been like, you know, managing that? It took a lot of time, but that's fun. Cause you know, it's really weird not to compete on weekends, really, really weird to kind of have all that free time. So it was kind of a grounding thing today to, and you know, through the weekend, kind of spread them out and really fun to see different people's pictures and, you know, 
the names that have done this race so many times, they're still there, they're still doing the race, but then also lots of really new participation. You know, one of our alums just had a baby. She wouldn't have come up and done it with a little baby, but she did it at home. Um, so that part has been really fun to see people's uh, really just catch up with everybody. Any particular uh, impressive times that have clocked in so far? Yeah, there's, um, it's kind of confusing because we don't have the data out yet, but what we're doing is we're going to take everybody's 5k time and use a calculator. So we'll all be compared to each other. So a woman could win, a man could win. It could be an older person, a younger person. Um, so we've had some really good times for people who are in the thirties and forties age bracket. So that will probably end up being one of the winners. A lot of the women's times have been really impressive. And of course we said, set up your own course. So if you're on a fast course, you know, if you're running with the wind at your back, if you're running completely flat, if you ran on a track, like that's all fine. Certainly. And Al, how about from your perspective, uh, the alums in terms of the times you've seen rolling in here? Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, we, we, along with, you know, throwing in the age uh, calculation and all of that type of stuff and, and just the ability to do it on your own and, and getting so many more people in there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's just going to be fun to see how it plays out. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, the whole thing is, is again, just to, to get the alumni involved and allow them to, you know, allow them to, to see and meet and hear about some of the new guys we have coming in. And, you know, I, it's, it's really tough. I think about the seniors on this year's team. I mean, they're going to, they're going to miss out on what was the culmination of their college career in cross country. And, and, you know, that's really hard, but I think they can, they can work through that a little bit better when they realize that they are still, you know, continuing a very important legacy and, and passing it on to the younger guys that are coming on up through. So, yeah, I mean, we've seen some great performances. I think Justin Freeman are, you know, we, we've got uh, a former Olympian, uh, Justin Freeman and, and all American has put out a, an impressive time. That's going to be tough to chase down at, I think he's 44 if I, if I calculated that correctly. Um, and, and, uh, Alan Sumerl, recent, recent All-American and, 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 uh, still very highly engaged runner. I'm still waiting for a few more. They're going to click in over the next couple of days that should make it pretty interesting, but we'll see, see how it goes. Um, you know, the, it, when we, when, when I got here and we started, you know, working through this alumni meet, the alumni actually had a fairly significant advantage for quite a long time. And, and that kind of mellowed out over time. The varsity caught up and eventually the varsity took a little bit of a lead, but I think the varsity is going to be challenged this year to, to keep up with the alumni postings that are out there. For either of you, what has been the reaction of the alumni about this idea that you do a virtual meet? I mean, I'm sure they were probably thinking about this, a few of the ones who look forward to it every year about how this would happen or not happen. And it obviously has from a virtual perspective, what has been some of the reactions you've seen? I think people are just thankful that we're still doing it. Um, and then a lot of people are feeling even more excited because it's something if you lived in California, like it would just be less likely that you could, you know, make a trip all the way out for something like this. Um, and we're still hoping to drum up a little more participation. We still have four days to go. We gave everyone till Thursday to run it. It's only a 5k. You can walk it, you can do whatever you want. Um, so hoping that we still get a lot of results um, that are still left to come. But in general, I think people have been really, really excited about it. And, you know, I posted Coach Fresh ran his yesterday, and that might have been my all-time, you know, highest Instagram like for us was Coach Fresh running his 5K. He doesn't know that because he doesn't do Instagram, but <laughs> I thought that was fun. 
Excellent. And then um, just a little about your teams. I mean, Al, obviously, you know, Bates has a universal masking policy in terms of how you train in cross country. Um, you know, when, if you have to wear a mask when you run, what, what's some advice you've, you share with, you know, some of your student athletes or are you learning along with them about, you know, best practices here? Well, we're all stumbling through it, um, trying to do the best we can and, you know, try to, try to, you know, abide by all the, you know, criteria that's out there to, you know, keep people safe and, and uh, help, help us get through this process. Uh, you know, it's a challenge. I think, you know, it's, it's eased a little bit from the standpoint that we aren't competing hard every weekend. So we don't have to run, you know, gut busting workouts every week and, and really challenge ourselves. So, so, I mean, a lot of our training right now, honestly, is quite submaximal. And, and from that standpoint, it's not, it's not the worst thing that can happen to us. And most, most of, of, of our runners have, you know, have found, you know, either, either the buffs or the gators or those types of things that, that can, you know, they, they don't seem to interfere with your face quite so much. And, and, and consequently they can, they can work with that and utilize that, but it's, it is what it is. And we have to deal with it and try to try to do the best we can with it. So. Yeah. Jay, what's been your approach? Pretty much the same. You know, we've been in smaller groups and a lot of women are coming from places around the country that that was more of an expectation through their training in the summer that they would be wearing masks or certainly as they came across people would put masks on uh, more so than it would be the expectation in Lewiston Auburn so I think because people are already coming from COVID heavy areas they had enough practice that um you know again when you're not competing that takes off like that layer of stress and then your training is just whatever you can do for your best training is what we're doing in the parameters that we have. And, and that's all fine. Sure. And then Al, I guess any other thoughts on the first and hopefully only ever virtual alumni meet here? Yeah. I, yeah, I hope you're right on that for sure. Um, but I'll, I'll say, uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Paul Wildman uh, Hammond, who, who uh, actually just turned in his performance this past weekend. And he's sort of our Ironman of the alumni meet. He won it a bunch of times as a, as a varsity runner, but I think he's won it a total of 14 times as a varsity and alum. Uh, he's still going strong, class of 82. I think this year might be one of his most impressive performances though, because uh, he ran it on Saturday and he's, he was scheduled to have surgery uh, on his meniscus today. So he ran it with a torn meniscus, uh, just to add to the amazing legacy of, of Paul Hammond. So I hope, uh, hope he's recovering well and hopefully well enough to get on the Zoom. Really looking forward to the Zoom meetings this weekend, because that's going to give us a chance to really connect with our alums and, and just see them. And, and, uh, and it's hard to connect with that many people at the same time, but it will be fun to see everybody and, and just hear, hear a little bit of uh, you know, their, their in, in, you know, their, their stories about how this program impacted them. So um, I, I think that's going to make it a, a very interesting element. And, and the other piece that, you know, Coach Jay and I've been talking about is the fact that, that this is our 49th, next year is our 50th, and that's going to be a big one. And, and we're hoping it's going to be a big one because it's going to be our 50th, and, and that's, a, that's a crazy number to begin with. But then it's also gonna, hopefully going to be a really big one because hopefully we'll be back in person again and, and having worked through a lot of what we've had to deal with this year. So, you know, we're going to have a lot to celebrate. We want to use this, this year certainly to, you know, promote uh, what that year is going to look like. Great. And then, Jay, any other thoughts on your end here? Just one little thing that happened this past winter that I thought was really funny was up in our archives looking through information and saw this letter that Walt Slavinsky used to send to the men before the alumni race. 
And it was really funny because it was part waiver. You know, in some ways he was like way ahead of his time. It was like he didn't want anyone to get hurt. But he also had really high expectations. So it was like, don't step on this starting line unless you've run, you know, 30 miles a week minimum for this many weeks. Um, it just like shows the competitiveness that he had, um, you know, and obviously it's very much changed to we're really looking for people to participate and when they can come out there and put out a great performance and that's like awesome. But um, I just thought that that was really funny and I showed it to Al and he's like, oh yeah, I've seen those. Um, that was Walt. Well, Jay Hartshorn, Al Farishidian, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast to talk about the uh, virtual alumni meet this year. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. It's National Equipment Managers Week. Bates has two outstanding equipment managers, Nicole Clark and Dave Heffel. Typically, Clark and Heffel work behind the scenes at Bates, but this week, they are front and center on the Bobcast. We start with their journeys to Bates and conclude with some popular misconceptions about their jobs. I went to Humane Farmington for teaching, but when I graduated, Colby had an opening in the equipment room, and my mom had worked there for 35 years at that point, so I grew up on that campus, and I knew that I wanted to work there. I took that job, and I ended up falling in love with the career, and I got my master's in sport management after that. So I had been at Colby for 10 years, and I just kind of wanted a new experience and a chance to grow, and Bates gave me that opportunity while staying with the NESCAC, and I could still live in Waterville and commute to Bates. Dave, how about for you? How did you get in this field? Uh, well, I coached lacrosse for a, a lot of years and uh, played lacrosse and uh, I was an equipment manager assistant when I went to grad school at Syracuse and then um, I liked the position and I was coaching lacrosse at Nichols College and uh, became the athletic equipment manager there and um, I've been doing it for 30 years now. My wife's from up in Maine and that's how we got up to this area. How long have you been at Bates? 23 years. So what's your favorite part of the job? You know, maybe, and also what's the most challenging aspect of the job perhaps, Dave? Working with the, uh, all the student athletes is, is, is the best part. And that, and that also is, becomes very challenging too sometimes. And, uh, but that's the biggest aspect of it all. Getting a chance to work with all these young people and, and uh, it's just great. How about you, Nicole? Um, I echo that as well, working with the student athletes and the coaches. Um, the part that sold me about accepting the position at Bates three years ago was just people talking about the culture here and how athletics is just one big family and that's turned out to be very true. So that's my favorite part. Um, and then challenging, I would say like at any division three level, people don't realize that we are the only two equipment managers and we have 31 sports. So we have to be very flexible and have perfect time management to get things done sometimes. Great. And then Dave, you mentioned you've been here 23 years now. What's your fa if you had to choose one, what's your favorite Bates Athletics moment that you've witnessed in your 23 years? Uh, there's, there's a couple. I think when we hosted the NCAA um, uh, lacrosse uh, playoffs, I, I got to see every aspect of it. I was co help coaching or I was a goalie advocate, I called myself. And uh, so I got, I got to be on the sidelines for that part. And I also got to do all the setup and all behind the scenes stuff. And, and that was great. And the other one I would say um, is sort of involved in athletics at the staff party. One year I had to fill in at Santa Claus and that was a great time. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and the goal, obviously you, you've been here for a few fewer years than Dave, uh, your third year here, but uh, what's maybe been your favorite moment so far? 
Um, my favorite Bates moment was the Cats Carnival, actually, because just seeing the amount of work that went into that and how it went off without a hitch and it got a ton of people excited to come out and then like playing in the first ever night football game on Gar Salon. It was just fun to be part of that history. Um, and then like a personal professional thing was I got to attend the National Football Coaches Convention and I was able to present there on being a woman working in football. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. And then Dave, um, you know, Nicole's predecessor here, uh, Jim Taylor was here for a very long time, kind of a legend, never wanted to be interviewed. So I don't know much about it, but I know there's lots of good Jim Taylor stories. What are a few that you have? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Well, you probably have to edit some of them out, but um, well, he's famous for his golf cart and driving around. So... <laughs> Everybody knew when, and when Jim was out on his golf cart, cleaning up after games and things like that, that we had to be careful. But um, one good story was uh, my sister-in-law works at a prep school in New York, and one of the lacrosse players came here, was recruited, and um, she told him to look up Dave Heffel. He's an equipment manager. So um, he, he got on campus and everything, and of course, he's over at Merrill, so he went right up to Jim Taylor and said, hey, are you Dave Heffel? And Jim said, yep. And so the kid for the next two days thought that he was Dave Heffel. <laughs> he, he tells me that story every, every, every week I see him now. So The kid or Jim? Jim, Jim tells me Jim the story. The kid, yeah, my, he, he, he tries not to tell that story. So, <laughs> so I mean – uh, you and Nicole, how do you two work together when it comes to making sure what needs to be done gets done? Because there's, as Nicole mentioned, 31 sports, a lot of responsibility. How does that distribution kind of work? We both have our specific assigned teams that we take care of. But when one of us knows that we're going to be super busy on a certain day, we'll help each other out. Dave comes over to Merrill a lot and helps me. Um, and then we both work together with contest operations. Dave, how's that, how's it gone from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. And um, yeah, we go back and forth. And I'm, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to computers and, and texting and uh, emails and all that. So I, I prefer face-to-face -face contact. And, and she's, Nicole's really good about that. So we visit each other, make sure we communicate, and uh, we get things done. A lot of hours, but in a normal time zone. But... <laughs> Right. Wait, COVID era. Dave, you're telling me you don't run the Bates Equipment Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> well, Nicole, obviously you started that account. How's that been going from a social media perspective? Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I love just trying to come up with new content for it and then just seeing how many people are following us now. I just have a good time with it. Excellent. So, um, I know Dave, we touched on the fact that you've helped out with the men's lacrosse team for a number of years here and your, and your son also, uh, was an assistant for them. What's that experience been like, uh, you know, continuing to have that hand in lacrosse. I know that's a, a big passion of yours, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great. And like I say, you know, I'm, I'm I like to help out the goalies and, uh, it's just been a great experience. And, and yeah, my, my son, Trevor was here. He's at Bowdoin now, by the way. Um, <laughs> So I'll throw that in there. <laughs> it was great to, to see how, uh, how he handled everything. And I mean, he's just surpassed what I could do 
years and years back. And it was, it's just wonderful to see that. And working with Pete Lasagna is one of the best experiences I've had in coaching. And um, so it, it just goes along with my whole life experience as an equipment manager. So, Well, yeah, and that 2017 NCAA tournament run you mentioned, that was probably extra special for you because your son was – you know, the, the, the assistant for that team, right? What was that like to yeah. get all that success? Oh, that was absolutely the best. And uh, we, you know, we, we came up a little short, but uh, yeah, that was so cool to see Peter and, and Trevor and, and the other coaches working so well and getting so far and the, and the players, it was just such a joy to see their successes and, and how they felt. So did you yourself, I assume you played lacrosse in college also? Or? Yeah, yeah, I was a goalie. <laughs> and uh, I played in high school and then uh, in Connecticut and then went to Cortland in New York and, um, you know, way back when, obviously. But um, so we won the championship in 75 and, and they've won it since. But um, so it was, lacrosse is a great experience for me. Awesome. So what's something people should know about the equipment manager's job that they really just don't, don't understand because maybe they don't see it or they just don't get it. Uh, Nicole, what are your thoughts on that in terms of something that you, people should know about what you do? Uh, I think one of the most important things is that people think we're just stuck in the laundry room doing laundry all day, but that's not true at all. We're actually both pretty highly skilled and we're both certified with the Equipment Managers Association. So we passed a pretty rigorous test and we have to maintain CEUs every year. So we're actually very skilled in our profession. Dave, anything people should know that they just don't? That's a hard one. But, um, yeah, I mean, ditto what, what Nicole said. I mean, you know, people think you're, you're just doing laundry. And it's just so much more faceted than that. And, and the, the, you know, the position has grown so much. I mean, that it's just encompasses everything. So, you, you know, you have to know a lot about every sport. You have to know a lot about every machine you have to know a lot about every piece of equipment and um and then you got to maintain you know your your ceus which are educational credit hours and um to stay certified every three years and uh so it's a great profession anybody wants to get into it i recommend it highly great and then uh, nicole we were actually talking about this before we went on air but you mentioned that you and dave are both working because of the, the pandemic and the, the change in what we're doing here at Bates, uh, at least for this fall, you're both working in dining now. So learning a little bit about that side of how has that been going? Yeah, it's been interesting. It's basically equipment for dining services. So we do inventory on paper goods and produce now, but <laughs> it's been good. Dave, how's that adjustment been going for you? You mentioned I'm scared, uh, yeah. my, but it's a little different. My, my next profession is going to be driving for the trucking company and unloading uh, pallets and loading them into the coolers and everything like that. So I can go on to a next profession. <laughs> Expanding the skills there. Yes. But, uh, Nicole, anything else you want to mention we haven't gotten to talk about in terms of, you know, you know what does what this equipment manager you know, appreciation week kind of mean to you, I guess, also? We're just in one of those kind of professions that were behind the scenes most of the time and it's just good to be recognized and feel the love from the department so that's been awesome great dave any other thoughts on your end well i just found out it was i didn't go on twitter enough so <laughs> now that i know i saw the picture and everything 
it is good to be appreciated, but you know, you know, especially in times like this when there's so much else going on that, um, you know, yeah, it's it's nice. Dave Heffel, Nicole Clark, thank you so much for all you do, and thank you so much for joining the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. All right, thanks, Aaron. Man, Tuesday is National Voter Registration Day. And Bates Athletics is partnering with the Harvard Center's Bates Votes Initiative to give all Bobcat student-athletes, as well as the entire Bates student body, the tools they need to successfully register and vote in the upcoming 2020 election. Senior Miles Nabrit is a sprinter on the men's track and field team. He has been working with the Harvard Center since his sophomore year and is playing a big part in Bates Votes. Happy to have Miles Nabrit with us here on the Bobcast talking about National Voter Registration Day. Before we get into that, you're a senior on the men's track and field team. You're a sprinter, but you're from Brooklyn, New York. How'd you end up coming to Bates? Take us back to high school. What made you come up from New York to Bates for college? Hi, Aaron. Thank you for, for having me here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so sort of the process for me was, yeah, I really wanted to have an education similar to my high school experience. I was really sort of excited. Senior year was sort of an unbelievable experience that I've made it so far, this far in my my educational career. And it was just a really exciting time for me and my family. Um, so essentially, yeah, the, the process was, I was just looking for schools. Um, I applied to, I think, 15 schools, gotten some almost all of them and was just uh, really excited about, oh, I have all, all these options and I don't know where to go. And so, yeah, I got an email from, from Bates, uh, I think the admissions office saying, um, here's a free plane ride and you can stay overnight. Um, and yes, yeah, you see, see the campus, talk to people, see, see how, how you like it. And I was just that, I don't know, that option to me that that warmth and that feeling of welcoming is something that uh all the other colleges that i've gotten into didn't really give me and i already had this feeling that oh bates was going to be the place for me and when when my mom and i uh, got on the plane and we went to uh campus for the first time i already saw this this warmth and it was a really sunny day and actually it was in fact the the day before a uh, short term and i didn't really like understand what short term was before i came and then yeah essentially i i, I we were really impressed with the warmth of the college just how everyone was so nice um seeing all the facilities seeing the athletic facilities as well seeing the track and i was just like oh this really might be the place for me and then we decided, yeah, I think we think that Bates will be a good fit for me. And then, yeah, from Brooklyn, New York, all the way to Lewis and Maine, it's uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a shift, definitely. But I definitely like the the difference between all the the buildings and the claustrophobia that New York tends to bring. But then going to Maine and seeing the open space and the 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 trees and the environment and. There, there's a lot of space and, and sort of a humility to, to Lewiston, Maine that I really appreciate. And I've come to grow uh, over the past couple of years. And yeah, it's been, it's been, yeah, I can't believe I'm a senior. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a, quite a thankful time, yeah. It sounds like you knew you wanted to run track um, when, you, when you got to college. Is that something you were thinking about already doing? Yeah, well, I was participating in three main sports uh, before before I got to Bates. So baseball, track, and tennis uh, were my three main sports, and actually participated on the the baseball team uh, here in sophomore year. And it was great to see that uh, inclusivity 
and those different uh, sort of team cultures, both with on the baseball team and also on the track and field team. I think specifically for track, which I sort of mainly focus on now, it's been great having coaches such as um, Al Farashidian, uh, Coach Curtis uh, Johnson and Coach Jay all support me throughout the years as uh, I've been developing and growing uh, since I was a first year and now being a senior and now taking this this place of being experienced because I've always had this uh, this feeling of being the young guy, being sort of, I don't know, new to the scene, looking up to upper class students. And now I'm in the position that, hey, I'm able to give back to the community. I've been able to give back to the track team. And that's been barely an exciting role since, uh, since the summer. And yeah, it's just been a very humbling experience for me. And, and I'm, of course, very thankful to be in a position where I'm able to, to give back. So how do you first get connected with the uh, Harvard Center and some of your work you've done with voting and, and whatnot? Yeah, so essentially uh, sophomore year, I got an email from Peggy Rotundo and the, the Harvard Center of, hey, interested students, interesting in election programming and getting, getting students involved in, in voting and voting participation. I was like, um, yes, sign me up. And I remember we're all in the Harvard Center, the first meeting, gathering around, and essentially Peggy and the Harvard staff really gave us an interesting and very impactful uh, reality that essentially we haven't done the job that we're supposed to be doing in terms of voter turnout and voter participation. And yeah, I was just looking at the files a couple of days ago, and our voter turnout has been not where we want it to be in comparison to other institutions. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly. It was around 43% the 20, 2016 election voter turnout in comparison to 2012, where we had uh, 41. Yes, of course, it's a positive turnout, but in comparison to other institutions, we're in the bottom half. And that's something I think this year we'll hopefully uh, push past and really look, look forward to improve on. Yeah, when you were doing that research, were you surprised to find that the voter turnout was so low among Bates students? Yeah, because I, that is not how I imagine Bates students, the Bates community overall, because we're so passionate about politics, about community engagement, about voicing our opinions in relation to social justice and other issues concerning um, inequality and stuff like that. I'm definitely over the summer with everything that's been going on in terms of the election, racial injustice, and uh, social inequality, I really thought that, oh, Bates was really involved with this work. And, but the numbers uh, show that it's not what we want it to be and that's not what we uh, wanted to reflect. And I, I was definitely surprised, yeah. And today is National Voter Registration Day. I see the yeah. Bates Votes Instagram is, is yeah. popping off with tons of stuff going on yeah. there. Tell yeah. me about uh, that account and that initiative you're doing. Yeah, I think the definitely, uh, I have to give credit to Amalia Heron Lage in the class of 2022 and, and, and Ashka, uh, and also in the class of 2022. They've been sort of the, the forefronts of getting people inspired to vote. Um, they, last year when I came back from study abroad, they welcomed me in back into the, to Bates Votes and the election coalition committee that we have here on campus and with Peggy Rotundo uh, and the Hardware Center. We've been really, we're, I'm really thankful to have them as, as students who really drive the, have, are the driving force behind uh, election turnout and especially with athletics. And if I can talk about that a, a little bit, 
um, uh, sports here at Bates are always sort of a big uh, experience for most students here on campus and the student athlete um, sort of portion of our student body is really big and I think we can really make a truly genuine impact on the voter turnout because I think uh, for, for a lot of sports such as track and field or, or, or basketball or lacrosse or rowing, we have a lot of people on those teams and they're and we're most most of us are really eligible to vote. So I think as voting captains, as members of uh, Bates Votes, I think we can really incentivize people to go to the polls, to register for, for, for ballots, for your absentee ballot as well. And hopefully we can uh, change those numbers in a positive way. You know, there are some people who say, and this is not me, but some people who say like, you know, one vote doesn't really matter that much. You know, what do you say to people who, who, who are skeptical perhaps? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I mean, it, it does matter in the long sense. Um, I remember senior year in high school, even though I wasn't able to vote, um, we were still impacted by what happened in 2016 and seeing, I wouldn't say the, the, the fear, but the, the emotional impact that the election brought on um, uh, my, my high school and, and, and all across the country. And I, I was talking to, I, I would say last year and the year before that, um, upperclassmen who, who were during that time seeing what campus life was like during the 2016 election, both during and after. And it was just this whole emotional wave that people were like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what, what's going on. I don't know what to do. And my future is really impacted by that. And I think really everything that's been going on with sort of the political climate of the country uh, over these past four years, I really hope that people are incentivized to vote and really hope that even though Maine might be a liberal state or mostly blue state or, or, or for example, New York or anywhere in the New England area, it's, it's really important because our votes matter and then um, our voices matter. You touched on this, how athletics is such a huge part of you know, many students' experiences here at Bates. How have, you seen, how have you been working to like kind of connect the student athletes with the community at large uh, with the Harvard Center? It sounds like there's a good partnership right now going on with this Bates Votes um, initiative. Absolutely, yeah. I think what we've been doing, especially during the summer, just trying to um, introduce people to sort of registration cards, what it's like registering to vote. Uh, and it's a barely, well, people on the outside might say it's a simple process, but it's actually really complex to actually communicate with people, especially in this pandemic. Uh, while we're talking through Zoom here, we can't uh, go out and set up tables and go, go set out uh, stops where people can line up and we can talk to people one-on-one -on -one and get them registered to vote. It's going to be an entirely different process this year. And I think we're actually, it's cool how we're, we're, we're all meeting and trying to brainstorm ways to communicate to the Bates community and communicate specifically with current students on how to register to vote, how to um, make sure to inspire others and motivate others to vote because uh, it's not just simply your duty to cast your ballot, to make sure your, your friends and your family and your, your own inner circle here at Bates uh, is voting. And it's, it's going to be difficult definitely in this um, uh, pandemic during this uh, health crisis, but I think uh, we're, we're Bates, we're Bates Bobcats and we, we, we tough through everything. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 
yeah, obviously the pandemic is in the forefront of everyone's minds. And for student athletes, it's obviously, unfortunately, the fall sports season has been canceled because of the pandemic. But that does give people more time to maybe focus on other things like this, right, perhaps? Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Even though I'm not directly impacted, I mean, track and field really right. isn't directly impacted by fall sports, but the cross country team has been impacted, uh, soccer, football. Uh, so I feel really deeply for those guys, especially uh, the seniors and the freshmen who really are very in different time periods of their athletic careers. Um, at one point, it's like, this is your really your last chance in competing at this level. This is your last you know, final, final year here at Bates. And for the first years, like, they, they're really excited to be part of this Bates tradition, Bates culture. And it's like, oh, that's been taken away from them. I don't know what to do. And hopefully this this election, these elections initiatives that Bates Votes is doing, that the Harvard Center is doing, can really unite us in a way that, hey, just because we're not competing, we can still participate in this team uh, athletic um, initiative that really is sort of a beneficial process. And I think, I'm not sure we might have a competition with some of the teams to see who, who which team uh, has the most voter turnouts, we'll see. Don't, don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, we 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 are going to challenge each other in terms of um, teams and who which which teams uh, really uh, have the most voter turnout. So I'm excited for that. Great. Well, as a senior, how have you been trying to maybe you reach out to first years? You mentioned earlier about you know a leadership role now for you, and in this interesting situation we're in with the pandemic, how has that changed the way you reach out to incoming first years? Yeah, um, it's interesting you mentioned that because I'm uh, I'm a managing editor at the Bates Student, and I wrote an article concerning uh, election election program and election voting, uh, and we're doing this whole election issue during the Bates Student where we're going to talk about the importance of voting, uh, what's what, what essentially what you what you need if you're out eligible and what the importance is about participating in your civic duty, and I think what we're doing on uh, what we're working on at the Bates Student, what I'm working on personally, I just created a platform called Forum Focus, where we talk about issues relating to voting or race or social justice. And it's really important because people, you'll be surprised how people are, are unaware of these topics, how people don't know, for example, what ranked choice voting is. I, I know the, the politics department nowadays is really doing a whole series based on that. And it's interesting seeing these different social platforms, whether it be in the Bates student or in the politics department, talking about the importance of voting and how um, there are various different misconceptions of voting and how um, yeah, it's really important to sort of understand this material and understand this information. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. And I'm really excited what we're working on in the Bates student. And I'm so proud that from, um, from the first years uh, into uh, some of my friends who are part of the Bates student, what we've been we've been doing over the past couple of months, especially over the summer. So, yeah. Excellent. I'm curious, um, obviously a lot of focusing on the here and now with the election coming up, but for you personally, in terms of careers, what have you been thinking about that as a senior or is it too early for that? Perhaps? Yeah. Um, oh, it's never too early. You have to, you have to get ahead of the game, yeah. especially with this pandemic, because essentially a lot of jobs, internships and opportunities are, are really close. Um, so um, my parents and I have been talking over the summer about law school. We're sort of getting out the books for studying for the LSAT and other sort of um, internships and sort of uh, 
uh, projects that I've been working on. So it's uh, a stressful time doing that and as well as uh, completing thesis and just finishing up my requirements and actually uh, being in a whole bunch of that, trying to enjoy my last year here because as you know, it's a senior year, the clock has already been ticking since uh, we, we got here on campus. So I'm really trying to enjoy it, spend as much time I have with the, the underclassmen trying to express my feelings and say that, hey, time here goes fast and you you never know if something happens such as pandemic and then your whole whole year gets gets canceled and things change. And I'm just really trying to be thankful and try to appreciate the space which is Bates College and appreciate my professors and classmates and other other people who have made this experience so so humbling and so thankful for me so yeah and then well i guess any other thoughts you wanted to share about um the bates votes initiative and what you hope uh, to see in these upcoming weeks yeah absolutely i think it's really important that it's well mostly student-led and that what uh we're doing uh especially the, 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 the class of 2022, class of 2021 has been doing in terms of uh, reaching out and making sure that not only within sort of the Harvard Center, but also the athletic department, we've been, especially this week, we're meeting to actually discuss initiatives of how to reach out to different people uh, amidst the pandemic, amidst this whole um, social, social climate and this whole new, um, I don't know, system that we, we all have to deal with, all have to adjust to. I'm really excited for that and I really hope that things are going to work out and in the end I really want that number to at least, let's say, I don't know, between between, uh, between us, let's say 50% voter turnout. I hope that's going to be the goal or at least higher uh, for Bates College because I really want to see us as a as an institution get past that benchmark or be into the positive of Bates are, are sort of institutions that have a positive turnout uh, for, for the election. So these are really sort of important times that affect our lives, that affect uh, alumni's lives as well. So I'm really excited to, to be a part of that. And yep, so I'm very, very honored. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll preview back at Bates, a virtual homecoming for the COVID era. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my brother, my brother.